We're glad that you could join us live today. Today's date is March 28th in the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm Greg Messina, and if you are new here, we are a community of believers that are actively studying the Holy Bible and looking forward to that glorious appearing of our Lord Savior, Jesus the Christ, the way, the truth, the life. We want to make this an interactive forum, so we do welcome your questions and your comments today. Today, we welcome Paul Adams to Uptime. Paul is an ex-Mormon who, after 47 years of being in the religion, had an encounter with the Jesus of the Bible. His faith in Jesus became uh, began after a near-death experience in 2006, and in 2014, he survived a major heart attack that doctors were baffled as to how he managed to survive it. In 2022, he felt prompted to start focusing his ministry around the truth of the rapture and, of course, leading the lost to the gospel message of Jesus Christ. So we do welcome to Uptime today, and um, we will be bringing him on. But first, I do want to open up with our usual Uptime panel. However, we are missing Brother Kevin today, uh, and uh, he is not going to be able to join us uh, due to work-related um, situations there. Uh, but we are so happy to have back with us Brother Bob Barber, Brother Michael Pels, and Brother Bob Hagen. Welcome, gentlemen. Howdy. Good to be back. God bless you. Good yeah. Amen. Glad to be back, as always. Yeah. Yes. And a uh, lot going on in the world today. Um, oh, Paul is going to also be here to <clears throat> that and uh, a lot of the stuff that we talk about typically here on Uptime. Um, so uh, fasten your seatbelts, folks. This is going to be an interesting uh, interesting ride uh, on Uptime Airlines. Uh, yeah. So verse of the day, 1 Timothy 2, 5 through 6, for there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all as a ransom to be testified in due time. Praise God. That is yeah. BibleGateway.com. That is their verse of the day. Um, you know, they are, you know, if you go to BibleGateway.com, you can take a look at their website. Um, we do not sponsor them. They, you know, they don't sponsor us, but uh, a great, uh, uh, a great uh, application website um, to view uh, scripture. Um, use the bookmarkings. You can, um, do keyword research, keyword search oh, on that. It's a fantastic. great site. Yeah, awesome site. So, uh, Bob, we, you know, we use this also for your teachings on Wednesdays. So, uh, Bible Gateway, yeah. really a great, great thing uh, to have. And uh, we really appreciate uh, what they do for uh, for the uh, body can of I say, Christ. Can I say one quick thing before you bring on? Uh, oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, I just want to uh, send a shout out to Kevin. <laughs> my brother Kevin Hockman. You know, I know that uh he's got work related things. He's a busy man, but uh he's also a vital part of what we do and uh I know I'm thankful for him. I know we all are. So Kev, have a great week. God bless you. That's it. All right. And uh brothers, anything uh, you want to discuss before we bring on Brother Paul? <clears throat> Go ahead, Mike Mungo. Yeah, well, uh, one thing that uh, wasn't mentioned that I think is really awesome about Bible Gateway, something to kind of 
encourage you guys is that you can create an account with them and you can actually highlight sections of scripture. And that makes it really awesome if you're traveling and you don't have your device or something, you know, you have access to the internet, you can log in anywhere and it's all your favorite highlighted verses and scriptures all right before you. So that's pretty cool too. So that's how you do it, Pels. Yeah. <laughs> keep it all together, right? Because I can't keep it all in here, man. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot of scripture, but yeah, it definitely helps. Amen. So, uh, yeah, no excuse, folks, right? You don't don't have your Bible with you. You, you know you have a phone, right? You know you have you have a smartphone, <laughs> some kind of device, tablet. Uh, no excuse here. Um, so anyway, um, without further ado, we're going to bring uh, bring Paul Adams in on the discussion. Welcome, brother. Thank you for coming with us. Coming brother on Paul. with us today. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. I'm I'm very humbled to be here with you, brethren. I've watched one of your episodes. Uh, I hadn't been aware that you have this kind of a podcast. And uh, I was pretty taken back. I mean, you really delve into the rapture and what's going on in the world. And uh, I really appreciate everything that you do out there. Um, the Lord tapped me back in December 2022 to start focusing exclusively on the rapture. Now, the rapture had not been a big issue for me in my life prior to that. I was not focused on uh, the rapture. I was focused on end times, events more or less, but not on the rapture. So um, in doing so, I started a website, rapturedreams.com, and um, it has now close to 110 videos of people who have shared their rapture dreams. Uh, if you want, I can share you the, the website. This is what it looks like here. Um, and it keeps growing. Every other day, I'll add maybe one or two videos. Uh, some of these people you may recognize, uh, they're all on YouTube. So uh, the point being that it's, it's a matter of great concern for me. And um, when the Lord says, stop focusing on it, I'll stop focusing on it. But for the time being, I'm focusing on the rapture. Um, with my near-death experience, how can I put it? It was a bit like taking a little kid for the first time to Disneyland and having the kid look at all, you know, the fanfare and the rides and everything, and then telling the kid, sorry, you can't come in. Uh, we, we've got to have you back here some other time, okay? So that's how it felt for me. Um, the joy, the, the serenity, the peace, the love, uh, the warmth that I felt during that experience was beyond words, beyond description, and, and that's what I look forward to now. Now, I have been living in my van for the last eight years. Thank God for that, because it's given me time to focus on certain things. And sometimes, being a homeless guy, I go to dumpsters and check them out, you know, see if there's something uh, that's interesting in there. Can you still hear me? Yes, we can. You're oh, good. 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 You got to see this. Here's what I found in a dumpster. 
Okay. This this is my treasure now. Little children in heaven and an angel with a shofar. This box is my treasure. If somebody said to me, Paul, do you want to trade your box for a Rolls Royce, a private jet, and a $2 million Rolex? I'd say no way, no how. This represents everything I cherish. And my, my prayer for the last four years, daily, multiple times a day, as if you're texting to somebody multiple times a day, has been, dear Lord, take my old heart away. I don't want it. I want your heart. I want to have your loving, kind heart, your pure, humble heart. That's all I want. And Amen. it seems to be working, brethren. It seems to be working. If I can give any hope, any advice to anybody who wants to be reborn, that's the kind of prayer you need to have in your life daily. Amen. Nice. That's the truth. Beautiful. Love it. Man, so you have definitely been uh, through a lot, especially in your own career, right? And um, why don't you go into a little bit of uh, your career past because you're, you've went from one spot to a completely different area where you didn't ex- expect to be in the spot that you're in now, living in a van. Um, if if I am correct, you had some pretty prominent roles, and I've um, I've had. Well, I, I'm not going to call them prominent. Uh, I'm just going to call them maybe uh, I don't know just uh, significant <laughs> roles. Uh, back uh, back in the 90s, I was a stockbroker. I uh, had a very plush life, shall we say. Lived on a condo, 49th story, uh, with a 180-degree view of the lake, uh, you know, valet parking, concierge, marble floors, the whole nine yards. Uh, and then I got into project finance, where I helped companies to raise funds. Um, I did pretty good. There were some rough times in between, but, you know, I was chasing after the big dollar back then. And and I was not interested in focusing exclusively on the Lord's kingdom, on the Lord's heart, shall we put it that way. Um, I have repented of many things in my life. <laughs> um and I know how it is to be, uh, let's say, to, to having your conscience pricked and to know that you've done something wrong and to know that you have to change. Change your ways, okay? Uh, change your focus. Change what you're doing. Go into a different direction. This is not working because if you keep going the way you're going, you're just going to keep on getting hurt more and more. So you got to change your focus. And and, and that's what I've been doing. You know, Um, I've had experiences where I could say I was possessed by the devil back way back in the day. Uh, I had uh, all kinds of anger. I was not a kind person. So the Lord has worked with me over the years and, uh, has directed me to do this, to do that. Uh, I'm not going to get into 
what's happened from 2020 to 2022, if you know what I mean. <laughs> but those videos in that period <laughs> have gotten close to 6.7 million views. <laughs> Thanks to God. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I've been busy and I thank the Lord for giving me the inspiration. He would wake me up like four, five in the morning and say to me, you got to do this. You got to research that. You got to check into this and put it in the website. You got to do this and you got to do that. So uh, that's what I did. And then all of a sudden he says after, and was it December, I guess of December, 2022, he said, stop, stop enough, enough. Now focus on the rapture. We got to focus on this now. Let's see, the rapture? Seriously? Rapture. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> that's why. That's why I said you and you and uh, Bob Barber are going to get along very well because uh, that's one of uh, one of Bob's long suits. He's got many, but that's one of them. <laughs> and brethren, you know what I find amazing in all the videos that I have researched, uh, where people account for their dream, the rapture dreams. They all have this very calm, angelic, peaceful look in their face. And, and you have it too. You all have it too, okay? It's, it's a serene, uh, peaceful look that only the Lord can imbue us with. It's kind of lambent. It's a bit angelic, <laughs> okay? Uh, but it, it has a special quality to it compared to other faces that have the world as a priority. You know, they're into the fast lane. They're trying to make a fast buck. They're trying to do this, trying to do that. You know, the kind of people I'm talking about. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's an awesome website you have. So you, <laughs> basically you're chronicling other people's rapture dreams. They can post dreams on your website. Yeah. That's awesome. I don't do something quite like that. I just make the videos. I, I make videos about people's dreams on my channels, the subscribers that post them. And we have a website, too. It's called edvforme.org. And there you, there's a Dream and Vision forum where people can put their text of the dream or vision yeah. in there. And there's, like, categories you can choose from. Wherever you dream, you can drop into any category. And then it just separates them all into categories and stuff like that. So the rapture dreams that the rapture dream column though is probably the most popular one. So the fact that God and that's exciting to hear that Paul because the fact that God made you start focusing on the rapture that's huge. Yeah. Okay, He's not going to make you focus on something that's going to happen seven to ten years from now. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Right. That's it. That's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And it talked about the uh, the the peacefulness that people have in the rapture dream. When the rapture, what I've noticed for the last 10 years, because we've been chronicling these things for the last 10 years, okay? And when it comes to rapture dreams, nobody nobody has any fear. There's, you're right. that There's a serene peacefulness for the person that goes through the that's being raptured. Mm -hmm. Even though there's chaos, even though there's wars, even though there's explosions, even though they're, I mean, just chaos that's going on. And it's not the chaos for everybody, okay? And that kind of describes our world right now, doesn't it, Paul? We have chaos, like you go to Israel this past week, 
Sure. Okay, what a ride. All right. But then you over here in my neighborhood, peaceful. Yeah. Okay. You go down to the Texas border, chaos. Go to New York City, chaos. Okay. Well, the places you got peace. Mm-hmm. So I always wondered that because you see these dreams being posted. People are like, oh, it's just a regular day outside. It was nice. The sun was out. Was, they, they, they were not in the midst of something chaotic happening. No, no. But then you have other people who are in the midst of stuff chaotic stuff that's happening. So we have those mixtures now. Right, right. You know, every every single one of us is going to have our own rapture story. Mm-hmm. Just like yeah. all of us have our own 9-11 story. Mm-hmm. Where were you at when 9-11 took place? Yeah. They, everybody has this, but everybody's going to have their own rapture story. I totally believe it. Yep. Yep. We'll all have our own testimonies. And uh, Paul, I think it's so awesome your prayer every day. It's such a such a blessing to meet you, Paul. And I'm so so grateful that you're here today. And it just reminds me of so many things that you know. You just man, you just hit the nail on the head because Matthew fifteen eight. You know, it talks about how people draw near to the Lord with their lips and their mouth and their praises, but their heart is far from Him. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and that's been just constantly on my heart and my mind when I pray too. And it's just like God, you know, I want my I want my heart in Your hands. I want to I want to have a heart like Yours, and I want to be like David, a man after Your yeah. own heart. And um, it's really interesting. I was laying on my bed the other night, and um, Colossians. 314, right? Uh, but above all these, put on the love, which is the bond of perfection. And I was thinking about the love of God and how good he is and how he'll never leave us nor forsake us. And I was like, Lord, that's so amazing how we go through our whole lives. You know, you're, you're, you're with us from the very beginning, leading and guiding us through this path. And, and despite all the, the crazy chaoticness of life and your testimony and the things that you experience, and it sounds like you've gone through a lot of the things that I've also gone through, ex- especially with the, the craziness and, and yeah. putting the almighty dollar first as like, you know, God, that's what I chased for so long. And, um, I, I had reached that point too, you know, where it's just like, man, there's not money doesn't matter. It doesn't buy your happiness. It just leads to chasing a infinite hole of depression. You know, it's like an abyss or a black hole just keeps sucking you in, and it leads to all the drug abuse and and all the horrible things in life. And um, it was so interesting though, because it's like I felt like the Lord spoke to me in my spirit as I was laying there, and and it really opened my eyes. And I hope I can articulate this well enough. But as I was laying there. And that scripture came to mind from Colossians 3.14. The Lord kind of showed me that his love that he has put in me, right, is the same love that he loves me with, right? And it truly is like a glue. As the Lord never leaves us nor forsakes us, I find that no matter what situations that believers go through in their walk and their life, no matter how hard things get or how gravy train it is, we, we always have that constant love and desire for the Lord. And it's not because of anything that we've done, you know, because we all went astray. No one, no one sought after God, but that love in us that he put in us just keeps us going back to the Lord, like the prodigal son, Bob, right? And right. it's so, it's so awesome. I just had to bring that up because once you, once you brought up the, the, the call of the heart to want to be like the Lord and have his heart, 
And it's like, oh man, it's just, I felt so prompted to say that. So I just want to share that yeah. with you guys. I we know. talked about this the other day, Michael, you and I, um, you know, God's after your heart. Amen. That's what he wants. You know, yeah. he, he's not interested in, in, you know, all the bad things you've done or all the good things you've done. He wants to, you know, out of the heart come the issues of life. You know, you confess with your mouth, you believe in your heart. That's the seed yeah. of your personal life. And it's very, it's something like we, we come back to him. Um, we, you know, make mistakes and we go astray. It, it's The word says that we're blameless in Christ Jesus. It never says we're faultless. Exactly. It doesn't say, it doesn't say we're not going to make mistakes. But the, the thing about it is, is we have that advocate, like we, we read about earlier. We have an advocate with the father who's our defense attorney, who's the best one that ever was. Okay. And he's going to, you know, he knows what Amen. we go through and he's willing to say, Hey, you know, I've been through that Lord. I've been through that father. You know, it's, it's tough, but we always can go to him whenever we yeah. have a need, you know, and he wants us to go to him mm. with everything, not just the big things, Michael, you know, that, I mean, just Amen. everything. That's the truth. Every issue. I remember what was it, Keith Green, that said it? <laughs> he was talking before one of his songs, and he was talking about how some people think they have to save up for something big. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like you can just pray, <laughs> you know, bring your petitions before the yeah. Lord, you know. And yeah. it's it's just so awesome, though, because God's so good, guys. And because I remember I was praying, and I was like, Lord, I just want to love you more. I just want to love you more. And then the Lord just opened my eyes to that, and he's like, look, <laughs> this love that I placed in you, how abundant, how good and graceful i've been i was like oh lord i just want to i just want to be with you right now he's just so awesome i mean god he's so good man i don't know about you guys but the times that we're living in it's so unique i feel such a it's almost bittersweet you know it's like a heavy heavy feeling but at the same time it's joyous and light and peace it's i see the things approaching so you mm-hmm. have the heaviness of it but you also have the joy and the peace and the life mm-hmm. in jesus you know it's That's so right. awesome yeah, yeah that's good. A lot of us have been in relationships. I'm sure some of you, brethren, know what it was like to be uh, in love for the first time with your sweetheart when you were in high school. And, uh, you know, you always communicated with each other during the day. And uh, you, you're always on each other's mind, right? Uh, it, it was kind of a unique situation. Um, the Lord is looking for something like that, I think. He doesn't want somebody who, uh, I'll, I'll think about it, you know, maybe I'll text you next month or I'll send you a video uh, this week. And uh, I don't know, maybe we'll talk about it, you know, some other time kind of thing. He wants somebody who is really, really in love with the Lord. He wants a relationship right. with him. And um, uh, the other thing is this, this, this thing called religion, religion, okay? I'm not into going to churches or anything like that. I'm sorry. Okay, that's that's all done for me. But the word religion it comes from the Latin, right? Religare, religare, and it means to reconnect. Ligare, ligare is to connect. We get the word ligament from the word ligare. So, what religion really means is to reconnect with our God, to be one with our God. And we don't need all the fanfare, the pomp and ceremony to do that. All we have to do is access God. 
what what church did Abraham go to? What church did Moses go to? What what church Isaac and Jacob went to? They only had God. They had their desert and God. That's it. Yeah, very true. Amazing. Yeah, and, and you yeah, see all this stuff that's going on. Yeah, go ahead, Bob. I don't tie any churches either. I used to. I tied into a good church for a while. They taught the rapture and all stuff like that, you know. But then when it came to salvation, it it, it went all over the place, you know. So I never seen a church that ever got it right, you know. And I really didn't get it right. So I just started reading the Bible myself, mm-hmm. you know. Started watching other Bible believers, studying the Bible like Robert Breaker and stuff like that. And that's when I really, and that's when I really uh, find out. I really found out what salvation is. Yeah. And I believe at that point is when I really got saved because I fully trusted in Jesus' finished works to uh, save me. Okay, because only Jesus' work, it's only work of the hand of God that can change my spirit, right, and bring it to life, to to, uh, to bring it back to life again, to be reborn. Okay, totally. And the Bible says our spirits are dead. Our, our uh, the Bible says our spirits are dead and trespasses to sin, according to Apostle Paul, before Christ. Okay, so God started that work within us. He's going to continue to do that work and sustain that work until the rapture resurrection event. Okay, and uh, I think uh, I just lost my uh, train of thought here. <laughs> I saw that verse come up right here, but um, yeah, but um, yeah, well, you're talking about churches, yeah, we don't tie into any churches. I don't, I don't know if you guys do, I know I did for a while, but I don't anymore. I teach my kids the, the word here. All right, I show them videos and stuff like that. Okay, it it is nice. So when I was in church to do all the praise and worship, I admit, yeah, that sure, was yeah. nice. I like the praise and worship. Okay, they kind of dropped the ball when it came to preaching, but I loved the praise and worship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, amen. Yeah, well, the praise so... the praise and worship is a vital part of it. You know, it says that the Lord inhabits the praises of His people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we yeah. don't, you know, praise and worship is another thing that's been kind of uh, been infiltrated by the infiltrated. world. Yeah, that's uh, a good point. Yeah, yeah. That's, the, mm-hmm. yeah. that's all I'm going to say. On I that was one. thinking the same thing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's really gotten <laughs> to the point where it's kind of like rock music. And I mean, people worship in their own way to the Lord. But, you know, some, at some point it just gets to the point where you say, okay, well, is this really what the, is this really please the Lord? And especially the lyrics, too. We don't have to get into some of these, um, you know, these particulars of of the uh, the actual bands, the artists. But you, I think a lot of you know what we're talking about. We're getting um, sure we're getting across here. But, you know, I, again, I think a lot of what's going on in the church today is part of the apostasy. It's part of falling away Um just from his goodness, it's going through the doctrines of demons. It's going to the doctrine of de- devils, right? Um, so this is this is something that was spoken <clears throat> in scripture. This yeah. is something where we're going down a road yeah. where we're seeing clo- we're getting closer and closer to the Lord's returns, and this is proof proof of it. Uh, I so, think I think I think the devil is the best imitator there is. Uh, he he just knows how to copy, you know monkey see monkey do kind of thing yeah. uh, and, mm-hmm. and that's why the Lord has said uh, the verse that comes to mind is where he says to them you know many will come to me that day and say to me have we not prophesied in thy yeah. name have we not healed in your name have we not cast demons in your name and you'll say to them I never knew you 
get away from it, you know. Uh, sure. Because their heart is not in the Lord. They do not love him. They're doing it for some ulterior motive, whatever that motive sure. is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's that's so interesting because that's exactly almost completely completes my thought here because remember when Jesus was speaking to the Samaritan woman, you know, he was referring, he said, you know, them at the temple nor on this mountain that you're going to be worshiping. I know I'm botching this paraphrase up, but he says that we're going to worship in spirit and truth. So people can do all they want outwardly. They can go to these concerts. They can do what they want. But if you don't have the spirit and truth, who is Jesus Christ, right? Because we can't have any of that without him. Then the worship is, it's, you're not worshiping God, you know? And that's so interesting. And going back to what you said, Paul, earlier about that, that translation of the word that meant ligament, I had to bring this up because I thought it was really interesting. But the word bond in Colossians 3.14, it's like that glue, right? But being that we didn't love God, none of us sought after God. It was God who pulled us in. Yeah. Right to by his right. spirit. Right. Yes. And when he placed that love within us, it became that bond of perfection because all those are connected. And that word for ligament is so interesting because in Strong's G4886 here, I'm going to butcher this uh, uh, pronunciation, but Sundesmos, I think it is one of the actual outline and usage is for a joint or a ligament. And I think it's really interesting how those tie so perfectly together and i was like wow it's so amazing that you said that because those all tie in it's like full circle right and that's how the continuity and congruency of, of scripture and what god has taught us it's so amazing because you can just see it from beginning to end the lord and i think that's so awesome is he's inspiring this session obviously you know if you can't feel it by now i don't know uh but the other thought that came to mind is uh, what happened to Moses, you know, when he took credit for striking the rock and getting the water out of the rock, what happened to him? He didn't give the credit to God. And so he yep. was excluded from the promised land. He wasn't praising the Lord constantly. He, he had that little tiny gap in his life and it, it completely <laughs> ruined it for him. And so we have to keep on praising the Lord for every Amen. little thing, every little tiny thing that happens. Yes. Romans eight twenty eight. I couldn't have said that better myself because that's what the Lord's really been teaching me a lot. And I, I know if anyone's been following my channel and the things I mentioned here on Uptime, it's that everything, because God's the head over all things. So whether he's raising the storms or, or bringing abundance in your life, it's all working together for good, for your good and his mm -hmm. glory. And we should mm -hmm. always be thankful for what he's doing, even in That's the right. painful moments, because there's, it, it, you just got to ask the Lord, Lord, what are you either trying to show me or what am I trying to learn here? What are you, what, what are you trying to get me to understand that I'm not quite mm -hmm. tracking yet? And man, if God doesn't just open and enlighten the eyes of your understanding, uh, it's just an amazing. And that's what trans, it goes beyond the realm of religion. It becomes a real living relationship where the king of the universe is by his spirit. He's counseling you and leading you and guiding you into all the truth, mm -hmm. sanctifying his bride so that we could be with yeah. him forever. And it's well, so awesome. A, yeah. There's a difference between religion and truth. Uh, religion is the man seeking God through man's efforts. I believe that's a good 
That's my translation. That's the Hagen translation. <laughs> God, godliness is a uh, is a relationship. You know, um, they have a form of godliness, but they deny deny the power thereof. You know, people that uh, are giving glory to God for everything, like Paul was just saying. You know, you have um, people that want to take credit for every little thing that goes on that's positive. Uh, even if they had nothing to do with it. I'm not mentioning names, believe me, on this one. But <clears throat> at the same time, when something comes up that's negative, they right away they turn around and blame somebody else for their problems. Uh, Michael and yeah. I were talking on Sunday about, uh, you know, he, you're bringing up health issues. We were talking about a particular health issue you were going through and how, how the Lord how the Lord was teaching you. And I, I was having Amen. trouble identifying with it because <laughs> anybody that's ever been through that pain, it's no fun. But at the same time, we, you know, we've been given, uh, we've been given life. Let's look at this Amen. from a, let's go down to the bare bones thing. We've been given life. We have the ability to, to share the word of God and to bring people Take them from death unto life, really. You're raising somebody from the dead when they get saved. You're not doing it. God is the one that is doing it. Um, he's the one that, you know, we were enemies of his, but he He saved us. And we have the ability, because we have the word in our lives, to share something with somebody that can actually change their lives. I've had an opportunity to lead, to have a few people believe the word that I've shared. I'm not going to say I've ever won anybody because I think that, you know, it says that the Lord's adding the increase, but at least we can be the catalyst in somebody getting an opportunity to believe it. That's the reason why Greg put this on here, started this was to bring, was to bring people back to the Lord, not so he could have a, a hundred million followers. Yeah. yeah. I'd be nice if you did, but, you know, it's not the, that's not the purpose of this, you know, and it's not the purpose of uh, filthy lucre. I can tell you from experience that doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, but who who's the one that gets the glory at the very end is, uh, you know, Jesus did everything to glorify mm-hmm. his father. And I think if we if we try to do that every day when we get up, we're going to fail. But if we at least attempt to do it to the best of our ability then our fellowship was going to get tighter with him. Can I ask you a question? Uh, I, I've been kind of wrestling with this for the last two months. Uh, you heard about the, the parable of the sower, right? Where the Lord says there was this man who sowed uh, some of the seed, went into good ground, some went into rocks and stones, some went into thistles and briars. And he compared the seed to the word of God and how this seed can sprout and bear fruit if it's properly nurtured, taken care of in proper soil. All the conditions are right. Do you think that in our day and age, as we are approaching the rapture, that the Lord knows that the terrain is not conducive for seeding the word, that Many will be uh, suffocated by the cares of this life. They'll be distracted. 
it, it, it just will not bear fruit. You, you feel that there's very few left. I believe it. Actually, mm. bear fruit. Mm -hmm. Depending, like here in the United States, it's rocky soil. The soil is not good here. But, you know, through Feed My Sheep Today, that's our outreach program. It's incredible soil. We're getting out third world countries. We are seeing huge numbers of those coming to Christ. So that's where, you know, Jesus, Jesus referred to all these soil conditions will be present at the same time. They're all at the same time. So I don't think that hasn't changed. I just think the, the conditions that you're talking about are pretty much is what we see all around, around us right now. At least I do for America. I see that, you know, in India, totally different story. Pakistan, totally different story. Kenya, totally different story. You know, but here in America, it's uh, just rocky ground. The uh, sun's drying out. The birds are all over the place. Okay, yeah, this uh, it's, it's pretty tough. To, it's pretty well, tough. You get one of these little cracks in the ground, get that seed in one of these cracks. Let me have, around this place. If I if I may interject there and say that I think that one of the most dangerous times for the soil in America and throughout the world is during times of prosperity because people don't, they don't want God already as it is. Right. Mm -hmm. But there we see from historical events and the founding of the church that through much suffering and persecution, the church exponentially grows. So although it's, it seems counterproductive, but all that manure, right. All that sinful persecution and manure, all that, the crud that gets packed down on the people acts, I believe, as a really good fertilizer for that seed to actually take oh, root wow. and to grow. Nice. And it's such a, it's such a culminating of, of events because when we look back to the end of 2019, 2020, 2021, 22, there's been so many testimonies of people coming to the knowledge of the truth that had, would mm -hmm. have never have come to the truth if mm -hmm. they didn't lose their jobs, if they didn't end up homeless, if they didn't lose a loved one. So through the tragedy, we can still see how Romans 8.28 is still applicable because in all things, all that tragedy was working together for the good, for the salvation of the soul. Very and that's good. what God cares about. Love it. Good, good point. One thought. Do you think that perhaps, because the Lord is also interested in saving the Jews, the Jewish nation, okay, that's that's coming up next, right? At the very Amen. Do you think that the church age needs to come to an end, the, the, the age of grace, and then the Jews will see a different manifestation of God's power? It would be almost like, you know, Moses coming back and producing all these miracles and wonders and uh, and have them believe once and for all that he is their Messiah when he comes on the Mount of Olives and shows them that he can, you know, do battle with their enemies and win the battles. And, you know, they'll ask him, who are you? And then you show them their, his hands and they understand who he is. And all yeah. things will bow the knee to the Lord Jesus Christ. Because I think we've come to a point where I, I hate to be, you know, sort of negative here, uh, but we've come to a point where the age of the Jews needs to unfold um, and the other age needs to sort of, you know, taper off a little bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. You're absolutely right, Paul. Um, what you there right, right there is just uh, rightly dividing the word. Okay, we have a dispensation of grace that we are in right now. 
And that dispensation of grace gradually got going and going and going, and the uh, the kingdom came to a slow halt almost two thousand years ago. And that's when all that supernatural stuff, you know, the, the apostles were healing everybody, people walking Peter's shadow, all the supernatural stuff was happening. But then all the stuff eventually came to a halt because God t- basically we're in a timeout right now, like a basketball game. During the timeout, what's going on? There's nothing going on in the, on the court. Okay, it's, it's a timeout. All right, you might have some like you know mascot out there, something else going on, but the game's <laughs> not in motion no more. Okay, but when he hits that time in button, okay, when the bell sounds, the game starts, all the activity starts up again, and I think that's what's going to be happening here shortly with the 70th week because we finished Daniel's 69th week, and the 70th week has yet to be fulfilled, and it's during it's during the um is when. Israel's prophetic timeline, when it's in motion, that stuff is happening. Right now, their prophetic Amen. timeline is not in motion. It's been paused, yeah. but it will get unpaused after the rapture, at the beginning of Daniel's 70th week. And when that timeline's unpaused, all that stuff comes flooding back in. Mm-hmm. That's, why, that's why if you read the book of Revelation, the book of Isaiah, you know, they're, during this time, it's supernatural events all over the place. All In fact, over, it's yeah. so supernatural that you won't even be able to preach the gospel. It's going to take angels in the sky in Revelation 14 yeah. to preach this gospel. Yeah. yeah. Amen. And when Amen. we see these, just like what you were saying, Paul, with uh, when the Lord, oh, man, it's so awesome the way we put that because it just really inspired these thoughts and how how awesome it is because we see the story of Joseph, right? And we see the, the, the famines and the pictures of, of the Great Tribulation, all that 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 stressors, those moments and those those cataclysmic moments that are gonna come upon the face of the whole world, right? And we see this small remnant, right, that's gonna be saved out of all all of them. And when they see Jesus touch down on the Mount of Olives, and they're gonna have fear, just like Joseph's brothers, right? And but he's gonna show them compassion and mercy and his grace. So not only are they gonna he's gonna win their hearts because they're gonna see that he never left them nor forsook them. Right? One of the greatest promises. Oh, I love that promise. And but not only that, but it's the grace and the goodness. They're gonna see his grace for them that even though he had every right, even though they sold him you know, like Joseph, in a sense, into slavery, those typologies and pictures in the in their blood, his blood was on their hands. He's going to he's going to forgive them. And he's going to, you know, just like Joseph, you know, he meant they meant it for evil. But God, you know, he uses it for good. And I think that that moment is probably oh, I hope we're the whole body of Christ is going to be around the mountains with Jesus to witness that because to see the king of the universe Express his love, his forgiveness, and his mercy and grace to them, and extend his nail-scarred hands mm-hmm. to them. It's going to be something like we've never seen ever. Did you see that scripture that I just put up, guys? I mean, that is the only spot that you actually see the Lord uh, standing at the right hand of God. Right, other everywhere else he's sitting. Right, he's he's seated at the right hand. So right there at Acts 7.56, at the stoning of Stephen, he was able to see uh, Jesus standing. He was about to start judgment at that point, at that time. But as Bob Barber stated, there was there was a point and he paused. And he said, okay, well, there's going to be a dispensation of grace mm-hmm. upon the people. 
uh, upon the Gentiles, upon Amen. on his upon his own people, right, the Jews. So we're in that dispensation of grace right now. And then what Bob Barb is talking about is that it's going to be boom, unpaused when the tribulation starts or the time of Jacob's trouble is probably the better uh, term time of Jacob's troubles starts. It's a reason it's called the time of Jacob's trouble. It is for the nation of Israel for the most part. What does Stephen, what does Stephen say right after he said, and behold, I see the heavens open the son of, man standing on the right hand of God. Didn't he say, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Lay not this into their charge. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Well, Um, if you look at Isaiah 63, verses 2 and 3, where the Lord comes back at the second coming, and they ask him, why are you wearing this red shirt that's dripping in blood? Okay, and he says, well, uh, nobody else was there to help me out. I had to do the job all by myself, get rid of my enemies and my fury. So he's not coming back as a meek and mild little lamb. Uh, He's coming back as the king of kings, the Lord of lords. And uh, woe unto those who are the liars, because we know all liars are going to be thrust in hell, right? Uh, all the spawn of Satan that's been spinning all these stories, all these lies, are going to end up at the bottom of the pit. So th- th- this is a warning for everybody. You know, it's not it's it's not fun and games anymore when the Lord comes back. It's it's the real deal. Yeah. Right. Amen. And the fact that uh, we're talking about earlier, you know. You have all these rapture dreams right now because that's the next event that's coming. That's the next big one that's coming. And something, there's an event coming that's going to shift the whole earth. Now, I think a nuclear war can do that, sure. But a nuclear war also coincides with the rapture, at least what I've seen in dreams and visions, even my own. So Mm -hmm. you got two events. You have a nuclear war or the rapture resurrection event or both. Okay, and I think here, the body of Christ, all of us alive right now, we're going to see one of those two things. We're either going to see a nuclear war or we're going to see the rapture resurrection. One of them's coming, okay? And for what I've seen in dreams and vision, it's just like, it was almost like, it's like right there, Paul. I mean, the exchange is right there. I mean, that's why they got the word of hard podzle, remove out of ways forcefully before something hits you, mm-hmm. you know? we God knows that seven-year tribulation is coming. But when you start launching nukes, I'm sorry, but that's that's uh that's opening that's opening when he opens the second seal and the red horse of war comes out. Mm-hmm. The red horse of war, you launch one nuke, Paul, on a on a civilization anywhere in this world, that takes peace from the whole earth. And that red horse takes peace from the whole earth. Okay. I agree with you hundred percent. And and a lot of people that have shared their dreams where there is a nuclear confrontation taking place. Uh, what they describe is the nukes setting off, and before the nukes come down, before they strike, the rapture occurs. Yeah. We're yeah. taking up, and mm-hmm. and and I, in my heart of hearts, I feel that's how it's going to take place. Now I may be wrong; I don't know, but uh, that's a very likable, likely scenario. Very that's likely. what Bob Bob's had that same. You've shared things about that, haven't you, Bob? Many times. A lot. I about it. Just right. 
Wow. I did compilation right. videos on that because yeah. there's so many of them. Wow. And I've, I've seen that stuff over the last 10 years. And an interesting thing, I think, and I said this before, I'll say it again. This is basically how it's going to go. First, your phone's going to turn off. All right. It's going to be an EMP. I believe there's going to be an EMP. We see the EMPs first. And there's going to be an EMP. Your phone, everything will turn off. And not too long after that will be either the rapture or nukes or both. Okay. And uh, in my dreams, I've seen this phone like right here. It just turns off. It's here. It just turns off. And then all the cars that are in front of all the brake lights turn off. Everything turns off. Okay. <laughs> and then shortly after that, you see like this big red thing coming over the overpass, you know. So I think that's the order it's going to go in. And it's funny because I watched these. Uh, they did it on Discovery Channel, Paul, where. They go into what a nuclear war will be like around the world. And the first thing they said they do, what they're going to do is uh, do an EMP to shut down communications. Right. Right. So nobody can know a, a bomb is going off in New York. So that way you won't be running to your bunker in California. They'll make sure we cannot communicate. And then they'll start launching the nukes. So when that EMP happens, everybody... Mm. You know, it's interesting, Paul. Have you seen people post dreams? If we're talking about dreams right now... Uh, another thing I've seen there, there's people that are uh, they're posting dreams where they're watching some event that's taking place around the world on their TVs before this all takes place. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering is could that be it's like some big event and maybe maybe it's one of the angels are kicked down and there's like an in- Independence Day thing happening. Mm-hmm. Ships showing up. We see these things cloaked everywhere now. Have you have you seen all the articles lately about the motherships in our solar system? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. New Post, Fox News, <laughs> the Pentagon says we have motherships in our uh, solar system. Uh, the devil knows how to get himself set up here, so he has an alibi, right? He's got to yeah. in it somehow. Uh, and, and so they're going to say, well, these motherships, they uh, they had to teleport all these Christians, you know, because uh, these are subhumans. I mean, they're not ready to be advanced in our society. They're not ready to uh, get <clears throat> a higher sphere of consciousness and all this. And we have to get rid of them. And I have to be the, honest. Yeah. <laughs> and but, by yeah. the way, uh, it's the aliens that created humankind, okay? So yeah. we are your gods, okay? Yeah, we are your progenitors. Yeah, I have to be I honest. Thought I, was, we, I was actually we came uh, from surprised at the lack of uh, uh, response to that, to be honest with you. Um, I don't know about you, but that was very interesting that people just blew it off completely as, as just a farce. I don't think they looked into exactly what they were what they were saying when they they you know they're talking about this coming out of the Pentagon. I, I mean, yeah, just think about yeah. that, folks. I yeah, mean, they're just that, they're... that in itself is just you know mind boggling. But then people just dismiss it altogether. It was even broadcast on multiple channels. Uh, Fox, Fox uh, News, right? That was one of them. But I mean, really, yeah. the lack of any type of response just shows the desensitivity, I think. Here's, We're still talking about it. Here's my yeah. slide, if you can see my slide. Could send. Could not be played because of a technical error. The Pentagon officials suggest alien mothership is in our solar system. Could yeah. send many probes to the Earth. In case you're listening to the show and not watching your screen right now, I'm just saying that for those right now. That's it. 
So mm-hmm. the fact that they're putting us out here and the fact that they did, when they did that whole thing with the, the UFO, the fake UFOs, and they shot them all down. And now that, that stuff is all dead in the water now. You ever notice that? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure they might have been trying to – they're trying to cover up the banks and stuff like that and all that. And then when the, all the stuff went on about the banks and all the stuff and the collapse of the SBC bank and all that stuff like that, then at the same time we were going to war or getting things set up for war with China and Taiwan. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, they really did cover themselves with these stories. You know, when they get a story going, they got the next thing going. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's, I, I, I'm getting tired of it, Paul. I don't know about you, man. And this, it's getting, I'm becoming weary of <laughs> yeah. all this crap. Wow. You know, these yeah. boots, man, they keep changing these boots all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got to I got to get going here shortly. Yeah, but I, know I just wanted to uh want to say one thing about what you were saying earlier, Greg. I think it just shows the successful level of predictive programming and brainwashing that's actually taken place over the last several decades, at least going back even further than that. And I think that's why people are so desensitized now and they can see these things happening all around us coming into the the news Mm -hmm. media and being broadcasted everywhere. And no one really cares anymore. Everyone, not only is everyone in La La Land, but the fact that it's been so conditioned so much, people are like, eh, whatever. It's just another ancient aliens or some stupid asteroid or, you know what I mean? They just don't take it credible anymore. There's it's also that aspect of it too. Yeah. yeah it's, it's really okay. nuts. And to kind of go to what Paul was talking about even before that, cause I have to kind of wrap up my thoughts before I head now. I just kind of want to, to talk about the the awesome great and terrible day right of the lord when he comes back and and brings judgment but i i kind of think it's so amazing that we see these pictures in scripture because we have the age of the gentiles the dispensation of the age of grace ending and then it goes back to the children of israel and when we look at hebrews 12 5 through 11 and it says have you completely forgotten This word of encouragement that addresses you as a father addresses his son. It says, my son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline and do not lose heart when he rebukes you because the Lord disciplines the one he loves and he chastens everyone he accepts as sons. And dear hardship and discipline or as discipline, God is treating you as his children. For what children are not disciplined by their father? If you are not disciplined and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are not legitimate, right? Or not true sons or daughters at all. So we see this period of the week of Jacob's troubles as a chastening to the to the children of Israel, right? This huge overall picture of what's taken place. And to always remember, because in Revelation nineteen fourteen, the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses clothed in fine white linen, clean linen, right? So we have this picture of the of the church, the body of Christ, riding back with the Lord when we see this day happen. But it's, it's a totally different scenario for us, right? Because we, the Lord has not given us a spirit of fear, 
right? But of power and of love and of a sound mind. So we are standing on the right side of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, not because we earned it, not because we were better than everybody else, but because he loved us so much that he shed his blood for us and he forgave us all those who came to the, to the faith, right? By grace through faith, we are saved. It's not of works, lest anyone should boast, right? Any man, woman, child, anyone should boast. It's all the glory goes to God and God alone. So we have these almost completely, what would you say, asymmetrical events taking place because on one hand you have the king of the universe coming in the most ultimate form of judgment, right? The, the cast all those into the lake of fire who had done so much horror throughout the earth. But on the flip side, we have the most loving, graceful goodness and peace and king of kings, but he will rule with a rod of iron. I just wanted to let people know how amazing that dynamic is, right, mm, mm-hmm. between the two, and not to forget that. And Amen. to underscore, underscore this dichotomy here between the days of the tribulation and the days that are just like in the days of Noah and Lot, uh, we are in the business-as-usual cycle now, you know, where, pe- like you say, people don't care. Uh, yeah. They're so, like... Uh, I don't care what you have to tell me. You know, I got a shopping to do. I got to go to my school. I got to buy this house. I got to buy this car. It's business as usual. Uh, this is not the same kind of environment that people will find themselves in. And I'm sure you people have discussed this before, that people will find themselves in during the tribulation. It will not be like that at all, at all, at all. Uh, it'll be havoc, it'll be chaos, it'll be catastrophes, it'll be wars, it'll be, uh, you know, the mark of the beast, you name it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, transhumanism, okay? Yeah, um, oh yeah, it's going to be really yeah. bad. But it how how interesting is it, though, because God, the king of the universe, could have just ended it all in, a, in a, the blink of an eye, right, as we see absolutely. with... At the end of the like the millennial reign, when Satan comes back out, he just he just vaporizes them before they even become an even threat. Yeah. So even in the midst of this chaos, the struggles, the persecution, the beheadings, the maimings and torturings, the cannibalism, and God only knows what else, it's the grace of God that's given people more time through mm-hmm. these pressure cooking moments, right? All this manure yeah. packing down to try to bear fruit. For the one last time, Could've but I gotta right go, there. guys. Yeah. I love right you there. guys. God bless Michael, you. It's always, always, always a blessing to have you, man. Always have a. Good it was work. nice to talk with you, Paul. God bless you, brother. Oh, you too. All right. So, um, yeah. So even at the stoning of Stephen, right? What he's saying, it could have. He could have stopped all this. He could have just a snap of a finger, breath of his, you know, on his breath, spirit could have just done away with all of this. And uh, even at the stoning of Stephen, they could have started right there judgment but he stopped mm-hmm. it he had grace there was grace grace was grace I had, I had and ready did it that way <laughs> i had a yeah. dream recently that uh, i'm going to share with you and if there's children watching this i suggest you take them away you know it, it's not for kids okay it's pretty horrific um so here it goes basically what it was it was a bit like in the days of nero when they had Christians in the Colosseum and they fed them to the lions for entertainment and they burned them alive. Uh, Here, what they had was people in theaters, like the main attraction was the dismemberment of people with chainsaws. 
that's what people were clapping and cheering for, you know. So just imagine what it could possibly be like to be a Christian. I mean, it happens now in the world, in certain parts of the world, where if you're not of a certain faith, you are deemed to be, uh, you know, pariah. You're an outcast. You're a nobody. You're a uh, scum of the earth. Uh, and they will kill you like that on a dime and pale you whatever they have to do to you. So it could end up where it's almost like in the days of Nero, you know, back in Rome. Hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I've seen that. We've seen, uh, I've seen that, unfortunately, some dreams and visions as well. Wow. You know, so it's just uh, that stuff is coming. You know, Jesus said that we time like never before and never again. This, this event okay. that's coming. You know, it, it clearly says that those who, who are going to be beheaded because they refuse the mark of the beast, but there are going to be beheadings going on even before the mark. Okay, that just becomes a standard. I mean, how long were they doing crucifixions before Jesus was crucified? Yeah. Okay, so I think they're going. I think the whole uh, climate change laws, all the stuff they're coming out with. You know, when you become a climate criminal, you know their their ultimate goal <laughs> is to say that you are. We need to get rid of. We need. We need to populate this earth in some way, shape, or form. Okay, and we talked about last week the ESG system that they're using right now to uh, bring all these corporations to be under compliance with the B system, mm-hmm. uh, the parameters of the B system, and they're, that's where they're at right now. Okay, but that ESG system will eventually go from businesses, corporations, farms to households, right. smaller units. And then once your household is compliant, then you have to be compliant, okay? And that's going to be a set of rules for that. And if you're breaking those rules, and of course, when the no-high laws come out, mm-hmm. you know, they're beheading people, be breaking any one of those seven laws. So I can see how, you know, how the beheadings are going to ramp up here, you know, but hopefully you won't have to face that. Maybe you'll die during an earthquake. I don't know, Paul, because <laughs> when those, when those, uh, when those, when those four horsemen start riding, you're going to have sick, you're going to have death. You're going to have, you're going to have the, um, the hyperinflation. You won't be able to eat. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not, not to mention, not to mention all the fact that we have and all these derailments happening all over the country right now and all this stuff, chemicals getting into the air. People would stop talking about that. I don't know why. But that stuff is out of hand right now. It's getting into our water supplies now. Okay. And eventually we won't have any water to drink. And we had one of those happen here a couple of days ago over in North Dakota. And uh, they had some, you know, uh, one of them had fertilizer. One of the tankers had antifreeze in it. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about how they were quickly scrambling to try to make sure it didn't get into the water. And uh, it's just... Uh, a loose rail? Come on now. Give me a break. I'm sorry. No, a loose yeah. rail, I think a loose screw is more accurate. These things are all these all these things are coordinated events. Yeah, uh, they're obvious. they're just you know, the 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 derailment up in Ohio, uh, you know, they're just Yeah. And and it's just no big and it's just it's almost like, well, it's just a little bit of chloride gas. Oh, yeah, just just a little bit. Yeah, no Wait a no second problem. now. <laughs> Stuff you breathe it and you die. You know, I mean, what is the deal? I mean, desensitized. I think it's. Gee, it just had a huge chemical plant blow up near my home over here. 
But it's actually yeah. out in Illinois, South Chicago yeah. Heights. That thing blew it. That thing blew up, and the sky turned black, and all this stuff like that. But that's it's getting ridiculous. I mean, all these plants are burning up, getting all this stuff, all all this chemical stuff into the air. Okay, and the fact that you know it's kind of suspicious when you have something like Klaus Schwab said this is going to be the year of the poly crisis. Okay, and all of a sudden you start having all these things start happening, ramping up all over the place. All of a sudden, after the WEF has their uh, little get together in January. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't born yesterday. Yeah. Okay. We could totally see what you're doing. All right. And I was listening. To, I listened to the show once today, and I was like, I was telling my son, you know, these people, if they if they do not come to Jesus and get saved, you know, what well, like Biden, for example, man, I. I I would not want to be him at that white throne judgment because they're going to see like how much blood was mm. shed on your watch that's on your hands. Wow, you're a president of the United States. A lot, millions of people died because of you. Wow, gee, Biden, we start we start the lake of fire at ten thousand degrees. Okay, <laughs> don't worry, you have a body that could sustain that heat. But right now, you're at a fifty, like fifty or hundred trillion right now. That's how hot it's going to be for you. You know, and you, trust me, you won't be able to die. You'll feel the whole thing. Come on, man. What? We- yeah, that, that made my day to see that. It's, it's always good to see Joe. But anyway, uh, <laughs> one, one, quick, one quick thing here uh, before uh, I'm going to get going to here in, in a minute. Um, with everything that we've been talking about, and there's been a lot of things that have been, that are going on that are really negative in the world and a lot of things that in the future will be, negative. We still have a hope. We still have the uh, rock of ages to stand on. You know, at uh, John 14, 6, uh, Jesus Christ said, he was the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father but by him. There's no name named under heaven, Acts four twelve, whereby we must be saved. Um, in the In the first century church, they, you know, we're leading people to the Lord, uh, repent and believe on the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, we still have the opportunity and the joy, if you will, to lead people back to the Lord, to bring them home. Many times we'll talk about the prodigal mm-hmm. father, the forgiving father, that record in, in uh, Luke, where the father is the one that's waiting for us to come home. Uh, he's not. He doesn't have a servant waiting. He's the one that's waiting, and when he sees us, he runs to us. So, if you are out there and you think that uh, I've done too many things that are bad, there's no way that God could forgive me for doing this or doing that or doing this other thing. And it sounds real simple, and it is simple because it costs God everything. Yeah. You need to say, you know, and I, I just tell the Lord, show me. You know, if you're real. Show me and fasten your seatbelts because he's going to show you and he's going to bring people into your life that are going to teach you. And he's going to show you that there is great forgiveness, mercy, love. There's a lot of heavy stuff that we've talked about tonight, and there's a lot of heavy things going on. But the love of God is the thing that calls a man to repentance, not the hard heartedness of God, not the not the. Vengeance, vengeance of God. It's the love of God that He displayed 
when he sent his only begotten son to come and live as a man, to give his, lay down his life for us, because that blood was an acceptable sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you just look at that, you've got hope. Amen. If you don't, you know, it's, I, I don't know. I don't know what really else to say because it's the reason that the four of us are here. Amen, brother. And I think the Lord loves above all his little children. Uh, he said, you know, if anybody, anybody harms one of these little ones, it'd be better if a millstone was tied around his neck yeah. and was thrown right. in the ocean, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I want to share something with you here that really gets my blood boiling, and I'm sure it would get the Lord's blood really boiling. Uh, and it's not for children. Again, if you have little ones watching this, uh, please uh, put them somewhere else in the next room because th- this screen I'm b- about to share with you is really the, uh, the, the epitome of evil, okay? When you try to harm little ones, and this is from the WHO, the WHO, World Health Organization. This is what they want. You see this? Mm-hmm. And they have a program. Yes. And they have a PDF that they want you to download. No, I can imagine parent right now. Yeah, for those on the podcast, <gasps> for the audio podcast, uh, Paul is showing us some stuff from the WHO. Um, in regard to some graphic stuff uh, for uh, toddlers in, in schools. I mean, if this Man. doesn't get you, I don't know what will. Your brain dead if it doesn't get you. Here. I have I yeah. have no words, absolutely no words. And I can I can just imagine the fury, the wrath, the uh, the white hot anger that the Lord has stored up in him for people like this, okay? Because he loves his children, and to love somebody means to protect them. You don't let Satan have domain over them, you know, and do whatever he wants with them. So I think eventually, eventually. Uh, the, the chips are going to fall where they may, and uh, justice will be done and will be rendered. Mm-hmm. We need the Lord back mm-hmm. so badly, so badly. We yeah, we do. Um, this it's is getting really bad. Yeah. This is uh, it's disgusting. Yeah, I was thinking about that, Ted. Man, I want justice. Yeah. That's like, I, I know it's coming, and I know it's, it's three and a half years of God's wrath, okay, on the earth. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's when all the justice takes place. You know, evidently, we're not going to see any justice right now because even the souls that are compiling underneath the altar during the the riding of the uh, the four horsemen, you know, they're not getting any justice. They end up under the altar, and then they have to ask God for justice on those that just killed them. So there isn't going to be any justice. This is going to get real tough to watch. But after that number is complete, like God said, and then three and a half years in, then it's like wrath on everybody. Okay, he's just going to tear the crap on everybody, man. <laughs> you know, but, uh, we we, we hope you're right, Wesley. Brother. Hope you're right, brother. Mm-hmm. Brother, <laughs> it's going to be yeah. it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. That's why, uh, you know, even like if you're watching like our Congress now, even like liberal left, you know, liberal Democrats are like. 
this is going too far. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love all this other dirty stuff, but this stuff is getting real dirty. Now. I mean, I don't think any of our liberal Democrats will be okay with what you just showed right there, Paul. I hope not. They're going to be like, yeah, that's, a, that's stepping over the line, man. I, mean, I like all this other stuff. I like how we treat treat white people and, you know, make them look bad and stuff like that. That's great. That's that's cool. But teaching are, toddlers how to masturbate? Are you going nah, to see any man. of that thing on the evening news, though, Bob? What? Nah. You're not going to see a, that. You're not going to see what Paul just showed in the evening news. No. You're not going to see anything like that because the world – Health organization is is a sacred cow, and at the very top of that slide presentation, it's it's had something about world depopulation. Yep, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Right well, why would they want to depopulate? No, the this world? is this is the organization that's putting out the truth. It's called Stop World Control, and uh, they have different headings here. But oh, Stop World Control. Oh. Yeah, Stop yeah. World Control. Okay. But you are right. They are into the depopulation agenda. I mean, uh, Bill Gates uh, stated so much. If we had the right vaccine, if we had the right vaccine, we could lower the world population by 10, 15 percent. We've got them on tape saying that. You know, Georgia guys. Oh, yeah. In a meeting. You know, interesting. <laughs> interesting you said that. Over the last year, since 2021, there has been a 169 percent increase in uh, insurance policies being uh, doled out for people that are for young people. Okay, so it increased by 169 percent from nine, from 2020 to 20 from 2021 to 2022. Okay, and mm-hmm. I wonder why. Mm-hmm. Okay, because a certain yeah. shot to the arm. All right, yeah. that's why. And then I saw another video where they were presenting where the uh, the uh, the uh, funeral directors have their uh, their embalmers. They're pulling. They're extracting blood clots as they embalm the body. Mm-hmm. They're extracting these rubber. Uh, blood clots, big, long, three, four foot long clots out of people yep. Yep. who took the shot to the arm. And they, they said, what is this? Yep. Okay. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. I've seen it. Uh, as a side note, I mean, I do have uh, a website that deals exclusively with this uh, issue. Uh, you know, the word that starts with a C and ends with a D. Uh, and it sounds like video, um, and <laughs> it's got, uh, it sounds uh, funny, but it has 784 links that I have accumulated over the last two years. Uh, so the Lord has really been the major, uh, shall we say, drive behind that website. Um, it talks about the whole scam, the whole just it's a con job it's a huge oh, con job mm-hmm. yeah massive power grab they got from that whole thing incredible yeah. power grab yeah. jd know. farage talks a lot about that on on his programs on sundays mm-hmm. well he's yeah, one the whole, yeah. yeah but it's, not many people i don't think uh, many are bringing that information out no right um which is important you know which is why we have a broadcast like this as well mm-hmm. so i'm mean, glad we can yeah, Paul, thank you, thank you, Paul. you know, from the bottom of my heart. I appreciate it. You know, I'll be checking out your, your website and everything. Uh, thank you, brother. Um, you know, it's been a, a real joy. These, these you other fellows here will continue on here for a while. But, you know. Take this down, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll listen, I'll listen to the rest of it. 
you know, and all that <laughs> stuff. But it's really kind of fun to get to see, you know, you, you and uh, you and we call affectionately call him Doc Barber now. He's not so a doctor, but we call him the doc. So, um, okay. <laughs> no doctor. Yeah, no. he's not a. He's not a doctor. Go for that. <laughs> just, no PhDs on well, this. Uh, well, they called Dwight. They called Dwight Gooden. Doc Gooden. Remember? You remember Dwight Gooden? Was, the pitcher yeah. for the Mets back in the day. They called him the Doc. Yeah, we'll have him on Sprite. one day, huh? Yeah, there we go. He's another one that's come to the Lord. Yeah, he sure so, has. Uh, yeah, he sure has. Along uh, with Daryl Strawberry, Strawberry and yeah, many others. Yeah. Uh huh. But uh, so, thanks a yeah, lot, thanks. you guys. Thanks, Bob. All right, take care, Robert. It's okay. been a humbling experience. Thank you. Yeah, bless Thank your you. heart. Thanks a lot. Now. Yeah. Take care. So yeah, a lot has a lot has gone down over the last uh, two to three years, hasn't it, Paul? You know, from that whole thing, then we went from all that. So basically, we went from the whole virus then we went to uh ukraine. the whole shot to the arm then we went to ukraine and now we're dealing with ufos mm-hmm. and world war three you know that's not it's, it's not surprising at all it was just like a continuous down slope just down 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 to the pits of hell just down 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 and you know? uh, the u.s has uh asked that everybody who is an american citizen uh depart from israel asap i saw i saw that i wonder why they want to do that Uh, my take on it is that they'll try to foment some kind of a confrontation between iran and uh, israel that the chips are about to uh, to fall there but Mm -hmm. hezbollah hamas you know the whole nine yards uh something is going to go down because now uh, Israel is at a weakened state. When they have all this division amongst them, you have this, this, uh, you know, divide and conquer basically happening in there. The enemy, like Iran, uh, or perhaps even China, or even Russia, uh, because the, those three countries are now in sync, they could very well jump in and say, "Hey, it's our it's our opportunity. It's a, we have a low a low window here to get in there." And, and do what we want with uh, the resources, the oil. Uh, so you could have the plundering that's promised in Ezekiel 38, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good point. I see a lot of, uh, I see a lot of uh, parallels. There are a lot of parallels between the United States and Israel, okay? A lot of them, even from our geography and everything. But the fact that right now you see in Israel, what's happening in Israel, they're being surrounded by their enemies. They're being pulled apart from the inside. They're having a civil war. That's everything that's happening here. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're being surrounded. We're having China, we're having Russia, we're having them, all of them coming around our country right now. Our country is being dismantled. Their country is being dismantled. And, you know, the United States, you know, I would talk about the United States, America being the timepiece for the age of grace. Okay, it hasn't been around for 2,000 years, but it certainly uh, has been a world power for the last 200, or not 200 years, but at least the last 70 years, okay? And I think it's a, it's a timepiece for the Age of Grace, and, and Israel is a timepiece for Daniel's 70th week, okay, the end times, okay? Would you go as far as to say that the U.S. is the whore that's mentioned in Revelations? I think it is. It's not. I don't think it is the whore. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Israel is Part the whore. Jerusalem is the whore. But yeah. that same parallel kind of, kind of, it, it takes on a form with United States. Takes on the same form with Vatican. Takes okay. on the same form with Mecca. 
Okay. And it takes on the same form with Jerusalem. Okay. okay, because they, they, they have a lot of stuff. In their, they got a lot of skeletons in their closets. So it would be a little bit like uh, saying uh, it's the synagogue of Satan that's really controlling. Let's call it the syndicate of Satan. Mm -hmm. They have so many different arms. You know, it's like an octopus, different tentacles everywhere from uh, let's not name them. But uh, <laughs> they have control of the whole hierarchy and their game plan is to bring in the Luciferian age, to bring in the Antichrist, to uh, destroy humanity, destroy the genomic sequence that makes us humans, that makes us children of God, to destroy our free will. Uh, Yuval Harari, who is the top guy in the WEF, has said so much, you know, this concept of free will and of having a soul and a spirit is done. It's finished. It's all over. Humans are hackable mm. animals. Mm -hmm. That's the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I have. I'm going to be posting something tomorrow, actually, on this channel uh, from Lee Brainerd. Um, it was actually from his channel. He's given us permission to use some of his stuff. Is uh, the Antichrist AI, or is uh, it's going to be called AI Antichrist? Um, so a lot of people are thinking that maybe that that is where it's headed. Uh, Antichrist could be artificial intelligence or at least the image, um, you know, that's spoken of that could also, you know, could be a potential candidate. Um, but I like what Lee Brainer goes into. He specifically goes into why it cannot be AI. This has to be, you know, uh, an actual being um, that is uh, not necessarily it doesn't have to be flesh and bone, although it does you know, state, of course, in the book of Daniel that we're dealing with with a man, mm -hmm. but we're, we're all under the assumption it's going to be an, an uh, unclean spirit or Satan or the beast himself that goes, you know, that drives this. Yes, that drives this uh, individual. But I, I do encourage everyone to, to watch, uh, of course, go to Lee Brainer's channel, Soothkeep, um, but uh, I will be posting his video on AI Antichrist tomorrow. Um, so please tune in for that because I think you'll get a lot out of it. Um, I, especially those people who are kind of wondering, where's this whole thing going on with technology? Um, is is the beast system really dependent on blockchain technology and, and all this stuff that's going on with uh, with the technology today? So he, he does bring up a great point on it. Um, but, you know, that, that saying, that said... Um, the whole thing with Babylon too, mm -hmm. you got to look at it in terms of the big picture too, right? The macro scale, yeah. because Babylon is, is a, it's a feminine spirit. It's the spirit of the feminine, right? The whore, the great whore, everyone, all nations partake all. It says that in scripture, all the nations partake in her uh, adulteries. So it, that in itself tells me that it's, it's really the great city could be, could potentially be, and this is my own look mm -hmm. at outlook on it is is the uh is the spiritual aspect of it and and is a spiritual great city talking about mother earth the entire city itself because we're all involved in this every nation is involved and partakes into her adulteries and i, I was to be honest with you i was with you right along with you bob on the fact that it could be jerusalem or an actual literal location itself but when you look at the symbolism of the ships in the sea um I do have uh, a little study on that, uh, the Beast and Leviathan on Uptime channel. If you get a chance to view that, you'll see a little bit more about the symbolism of those ships, where, you know, the people are those ships, if they're not literal ships. 
they're in the sea and Leviathan is that beast in the sea is he's the one who uh, the Lord smashes all the heads of Leviathan in the end. So I do get into that aspect of it uh, on, uh, sure. on a previous uh, study, well, but go ahead. Well, it's like, you know, that's a, it's like, you know, trying to figure out who the antichrist is, sure. uh, who is spiritual Babylon really for us who are on the body of Christ right now, it's just an academic exercise really, because when we go to heaven, we'll know oh, and we're not going to be here to see it. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, it's just an academic exercise for us to learn. I mean, it's interesting. And you yeah. can point out some people like, hey man, that 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 looks like man, looks like you're onto something. Tell me more about this Jesus. I can see how that's how you can use it for that. Yeah, yeah. it's it's subsidiary, you know? secondary to the to the main issue, which is to have the heart of Christ, to love the mm-hmm. Lord. Of course. Heart, mind, soul, and strength, and your neighbor as yourself. Upon Absolutely. these two commandments, everything else flows, right? I mean, that's that's what the Lord wants. Of his bride, he doesn't want uh, erudition. He doesn't want academicians. He doesn't want. He's not going to ask you when you go to heaven. How many times did you read the Bible? Uh, how many other books have you read about the Bible? Or you know, did you know who the Antichrist was? No. Oh, you're out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <He's> gonna... <laughs> That's right. right. Yeah, it's the same thing goes for news, and we we bring up a lot of world events. Stuff can change in a heartbeat, right? Um, we speculate on these things, but that's not the main thing. The main thing is keeping the main thing the main thing. That's Jesus yeah. Christ. He is our Lord and Savior. He is our rock. He is our firm foundation, right? He is the one. He is the one we are supposed to be grounded in. So all of the stuff that we speak about, really, honestly, is all secondary. Yeah. Um, we're here to glorify God. Um, are we trying to fill in a little bit of two hours doing it? <laughs> Yes, a little bit, but um, yeah. there's some there's some interest. You know, there you know people are interested in certain things. We don't want to bring people down rabbit holes, though. That's not the intention. Yeah. Yeah. You we can do really not want to bring people down. You can really holes. get into. I mean, I've gone yeah. into that stuff. I'm just like, ah, you know what? I'm just uh, you know, I like to go. Always like to go back to First uh, Thessalonians four eighteen, where it says, "Where you know, of course sixteen seventeen talks about the rapture resurrection event for the lord himself shall descend from heaven with the shout all that stuff talks about the rapture 16 and 17 but in 18 it says wherefore comfort one another with these words which basically be basically means wherefore means since you know this is coming now this is what you need to do you need to comfort everybody with these words that the rapture resurrection event's going to happen don't worry about what's going on around you yeah. Just just know that event's coming. Those are your marching orders. Okay, so, of course, the rapture resurrection ain't going to mean anything to you or anybody around you until they hear the gospel. And once they hear the gospel and they believe, they fully believe in Jesus' finished works, death, burial, resurrection, forgiveness of their sins by his shed blood. The moment they believe, they are spiritually reborn. They're quickened yeah. and sealed to the day of redemption, Ephesians 4.30. Okay, and now since you're saved... And you're saved. Let's do some work. Let's yeah. go out and share share with other people. Let's get them into position so that way they can benefit from the rapture resurrection trumpet when it goes off. Yeah. Right, Paul? Yeah, absolutely. The other scripture that comes to mind that uh kind of hints of the rapture is uh, Luke 18, verses 1 to 8. Uh, this is the parable of the unjust judge who would not listen to this uh, woman, uh, this widow who was importuning the judge. Uh, she kept asking him, come on, you got to listen to my case. You got to listen to my case. The judge finally says, okay, 
and this judge was not an honest judge. He was not a God-fearing judge. He finally says, okay, let me listen to your case. What is it? So he says, the Lord says, if this judge is going to listen to this woman, imagine how much I am going to listen to all my saints who are importuning me endlessly day and night. Do you think I will not listen to their pleadings, their prayers? And he also asks at the end, rhetorically, and am I going to find faith when I come back on the earth? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I think yeah, I think he wants us to, to, to get ready. That That's the main yeah. message there. That is the question, right? Is he going to find faith? Where is the faith and the faith in Jesus Christ? Where is that? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know what? He's not is it going to be there when he when he returns because he's already taken his body by that point. Mm -hmm. He's already taken the body of Christ. Yep. yep. So where is faith? Is he going to find that faith? And the fact that now on earth. Let's think about that. On earth, right? Because most of the, the people who are going to accept him at that point are already going to be uh beheaded. Yeah. 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 They're going to have a horrible second chance <laughs> at salvation after the rapture resurrection. You don't want that horrible second chance. Okay. You want to be able to go out in the first boat. <laughs> you know, you don't want to and the, go believe in the, the believing in the kingdom gospel, have to fight the mark of the beast and get your head cut off and go through all that stuff, you know for that gospel, you know, yeah. Yeah. when you can believe right now. And, you know, I'd like to go back, to Paul, to where the fact that God has commissioned you now to only focus on the rapture. I think that's so exciting. I, I just gives, I, I, you guys, people, you people listening, that's huge. Okay, Paul here has been a, uh, <laughs> he, he has worked diligently with the Lord. He, God has given you specific instructions and you've been doing this for how long now, Paul? Since December, about the rapture since December. Of okay. Okay. So now, and up until then, he had you doing all this other stuff. So he's like, hey, and he's putting it on your heart. Stay here. Work on this. Work on that. Post this. Post that. But then he's like, oh, hey, I need you to focus on this now. Yeah. Okay. And I believe that has a lot to do with the fact that the rapture resurrection is about to happen. Okay, so. we just went into the next seven-year cycle. And, of course, now it's we're in the seven-year cycle by about, what, four days now, five days in. And, of course, people are like, oh, I guess something's going to happen. I was like, well, the Bible says in uh, uh, Matthew 24, 22, unless these days be shortened, no flesh will be saved. Sure. So the days could be shortened. God didn't specify how he's going to shorten the days <laughs> because he could trim days off the beginning of the seven-year tribulation. He could trim something off the end. It's mm -hmm. the fact the activities during the tribulation is if, if the activities were able to go for a full seven years, that is the reason why no flesh would be saved. I guess there's some type of rule where if someone could have somebody like Satan had full rule on the earth for a full seven years, that's what it's going to take to wipe out all flesh. God's yeah. like, you're not going to have a full seven years, buddy. I'll give you six and a half, so which means you're going to fail. Okay, his hand of restraint is still here. <laughs> All right, you're going to, and you're when you get cast down to the earth, you're going to be wroth, like the Bible says, because you're going to be angry because you realize you have a short time now. You don't have seven years; you have six and a half years to do the impossible. Okay, and that's why he's so much, so much full mm. of wrath. Mm. 
Yeah. Okay. So like the it. fact that the rapture hasn't happened yet, just relax, everybody. It's right on schedule. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And I like the uh, analogy you brought up on your last video that it's kind of like a job, right? You mm-hmm. don't you don't just end the job right away. There's still that uh, packing up to do uh, before mm-hmm. the end of the shift, right? Um, so I kind of like that. You want to fill other people in? Yeah. Basically, basically, the seven tribulation is just like working an eight hour workday. Okay. The activities that you read about in the book of Revelation, the activities, okay, that might only last for six and a half years, but it's within the confines of that seven tribulation. Here it is right here, and it's operating. It's like loose in there, that time frame. It's just like going to work. I go to work. I'm sure jobs that you've had there as a stockbroker, Paul, that, uh, you know, I get to work. I don't start right away. I'm five minutes in maybe, ten minutes in. And then I go to like a half hour before, 15 minutes before. Okay. Usually the boss likes 15 minutes before. Okay. I go a half hour. That's just me. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but it's never right up to three o'clock. No, I'm up by that punch clock at yeah. three. Okay. Right. Or you go, up watch, right? you go up to the fourth watch. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, so you, you are working your, the actual work that you are doing to get to, to uh, that benefits the company. Yeah, is within that eight hour period is probably about seven hours worth of work within yeah. the eight hours period with a half hour bumpers at the end on at the beginning at the end just like the tribulation is that you have a seven year shemitah cycle and that seven year tribulation activities is in there shifting with a bumper at a half hour or maybe a six month bumper in the beginning six month bumper in the end yeah. But the people say, oh, Bob, you're full of crap. I said, no, the Bible says Jesus has to shorten these days. Yeah. Or can the earth spin faster? I don't know. But the days are going to be shortened. Another, okay. another, thing, another thing that the Lord shared with me a couple of weeks ago, and I made a little video about that you know, just to explain the whole thought process. Uh, you know, a lot of people ask, uh, why doesn't the Lord just give us a date of the rapture when it's going to happen, right? Like, give us a date, a specific time, the month, the day of the year, and all that. Well, um, a couple of reasons, okay? Uh, the, the first one is, if the enemy, if, have you ever gone for, let's say, a competition, you know, a soccer game, basketball game, uh, gymnastics, whatever, you're preparing, preparing, and you reach your peak on the day of the contest, all right? Then after that, you kind of slide off, right? You, you, you take a break. But with the rapture, if all you're doing is getting ready for that one day, the enemy has a chance to knock you off your feet. He knows exactly when you're going to be there. He knows exactly what to do to you to bring you down. So he doesn't know when it's going to happen. It's, it could happen anytime, okay? The second reason is that by preparing yourself and being prepared all the time to meet the Lord, the Lord sees that you are committed to him and him only and not because you want a one-way ticket out of here, okay? He knows that you love him because you love him for himself, for his heart, for what he did to you, for you. And and that's it. That's it. He doesn't have to give you a date. That's right. I love that. Yeah. And he's so he's there with you all the time and he can he can show you reveal more things the more love you show him at least in my own walk. I've found that he just shows you more and more. Yeah. 
right? Whether it's in his word, uh, whether it's just walking out the door, yep. he's, he's, he, he reveals more things to you as you continue to uh, show your love to him. At least that's what I, I find. It's just amazing. Right. But if we're distracted with the world's, yeah, the, the worldly, uh, you know, desires and, and all this other stuff, we get distracted and, and we kind of shift our, our eyes away. And then it's like, okay, well, you know what? He brings us back. He's like, okay, all right. Whatever that is, whatever it is, and, and that triggers that. Good. Don't, don't get overcome by the surfeitings, you know, the, the, the cares of the world. Don't get distracted by all the worries, your daily chores and everything. Just focus on me, focus on the Lord, and, and, and I'll be there for you. Look, I just turned 70 a couple of weeks ago. And the thing well, that... Happy belated. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> the thing I, I tell the Lord every day when I get out of my van and go do my thing is, Lord, grab me by the hand like a little child and lead me. Lead my day. Be there for me. And he does that. He does that. And, and I don't have to worry. I don't have to worry about anything, you know. If he wants to take me with a heart, another heart attack, hey, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready, Freddie. <laughs> and let me just reiterate to everybody listening right now. If you're watching and you don't know if you're going in the rapture resurrection because it's coming really soon because, you know, the Lord is coming down on Paul here now to really – ramp up the uh, his ministry and focus only on the rapture i think it's fair to say right now how do you get ready for the rapture how do you know if you're going to be taken in the rapture and that of course you must believe in jesus christ finished works at the cross for your salvation death burial resurrection that he was the son of god that his blood atones for your sins is the only thing god accepts Amen. okay he doesn't accept your works in any way shape or form after you die, there's not some guy there with a scale saying, hey, good and bad, uh, didn't work out, go to hell. No, it doesn't work that way. Uh, Ephesians 2, 8, 9 says that it is a gift from God. We are saved by grace through faith, not of works, a gift of God, unless they mention boast. Okay, uh, Romans uh, five, Romans uh, five for, 4, verse 5, but to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Okay, and look right there, right there again. But to him that worketh not, but believeth. Okay, so the moment you believe, you are your spirit is talked about in Colossians two thirteen. Your spirit is quickened. Your dead spirit is quickened. It says, and you being dead in your sins, your dead spirit, and the uncircumcision and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened. Brought back to life together with him, the Holy Spirit, Jesus. Having forgiven you of all your sins up until then? No, all sins, past, present, and future. So if you trust with those verses I just gave you right there, you are a born-again believer. You're spiritually ready for the rapture because your spirit has been quickened. And God's going to complete that gift, all right, the gift of salvation comes in phases your spirit and then your body okay and that's in uh romans 8 23 the adoption of our body i don't know if you want to pull that up i'll finish with that there but this is a great one of you ever seen this before paul 
But I love this. This right here says, uh, seen it. Seen and it. not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the spirit. Okay, that's where our spirit has been quickened, like I just talked about in Colossians 2.13. So your spirit's been quickened and sealed into the day of redemption, Ephesians 4.30. And it says this, even we ourselves groan within ourselves. So this is this is Paul groaning within Paul. Okay, <laughs> flesh Paul has a spirit Paul that's glorified in Christ groaning within Paul's spirit, groaning within Paul's body. Okay, so even we ourselves groan within ourselves. And here it is, everybody, waiting waiting for the adoption adoption. waiting for the what's the adoption the adoption is the rapture resurrection event for Mm -hmm. our flesh to be brought up to speed with our spirit the resurrection for those who are dead and the changing of the mortal immortality for Mm -hmm. those who are living that's outlined in first corinthians 15 52 to 54 and says to wit the redemption of our body so waiting for the adoption or to it, which means an otherwise, or in other words, the redemption of our body. So right there, folks. So if you believe in Jesus' finished works at the cross, the work has been done. The work in you has been done. It's already done. Only God can do the work. You can't do any of this work, but you must have faith to believe it, right? Speaking of that, speaking of the work that he's doing for us, past and future now, future, Mm -hmm. remember that story where Peter... uh, was dining with the Lord, and uh, the Lord said to him, you know, Peter, uh, this is Peter who had walked on water with the Lord, and Peter who had been in the Mount of Transfiguration with the Lord. He said to Peter, he says, you know, Peter, I have been praying for you because Satan has been trying to sift you down like wheat. So the Lord is there Mm -hmm. for us, working behind the scenes, trying to help us through this, okay? Mm -hmm. It's not just ourselves. I thought I'd add that to it. Thank you. That's a great point. Yeah. Amen. And the fact that we are born again and sealed doesn't mean it's just it, we're done. I mean, yeah, our salvation is done. And the operation that God tells us to trust in Colossians 2.12, that we have faith in the operation of God. What's the operation of God? Our gift of salvation when we're saved spiritually and that time frame until we get our new spiritual body so that we can travel the cosmos, all right, in the spiritual body, okay? But, yeah, there it is right there. Being buried in him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God. So the operation of redeeming your spirit and redeeming your body at the end. And it makes sense. Why doesn't God tell us about when the rapture resurrection is going to take place? Because I don't know when the very last person that's going to enter into the body of Christ because that's that's why none of us have received a mortal body yet, because first he's collecting everybody spiritually. And once that last spirit enters the body, then he completes the whole thing in one instant, in one moment, which is gives us all a brand new birthday with a physical body. Okay, we're all taking that rapture resurrection. We're all given new physical bodies. Okay, we're all going to have the same bodily rebirthday, right, Paul? Because we're the body of Christ. So the body has a, a brand new birthday. Okay, Heaven cannot that, uh, inherit corruption. Uh, you need an incorruptible body. Mm-hmm. And it's going, man, it's going to be incredible. I like to, uh, you know, I like to share uh, uh, actually a vision I keep seeing over and over again. 
And I think a lot of people are going to be really surprised when they hear this. This is a rapture vision, Paul. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I usually get it when I'm going through, like, listening to praise and worship. Okay. But basically, when the trumpet sounds, we are all taken. We all, like, for me, I would have to head east. Okay. I go up. It, you don't go straight up to the clouds right above you. You actually go up and I head east. Mm. And basically, everybody heads east because what basically what I've seen is Jesus comes down above Jerusalem. You know, when he went up over yep. there, <laughs> when he went up, and they said those angels said, you'll see him come back in likewise manner. I, there's a portal there, the big door, where I believe he's going to appear. And everybody on earth will have to, when you go up, you kind of yeah. go at an angle. Yeah. You know, and just like people don't know, in, in Israel, you view right, all the writings go from right to left mm-hmm. from uh, all the countries that are uh, east of Israel and all the countries that are west of Israel, their, their writings go from left to right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yep. So the fact that I see that everybody always travels to Israel. So it's like, you're going to go up, but you're going to travel not straight up, but you're going to, wherever you're at, anybody listening right now, wherever you're going to be, you're going to fly to Israel. Okay, because I think we're all going to gather around him. He's going to be standing in the middle. We're all going to be gathering around him like that, which makes sense because I'm like, okay, if someone lives in Australia, why would Jesus just appear above my house mm-hmm. and not above the guy in Australia? Mm. Doesn't that make sense? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it makes sense to me that he's over Israel. Yeah, I, have a question. I have a question, which... It, it it really it's neither here nor there. It's rhetorical, really. Mm-hmm. Do you think that perhaps, perhaps, uh, there will be different sessions of the rapture? Like some people will be raptured in the morning, some in the afternoon, some the next day. You know, kind of that kind of a scenario. You know what? I haven't seen anything like that. Okay. I think that's uh, once that trumpet sounds, it's instantaneous trumpet. It's global. Mm-hmm. But according to dreams and vision, it's nighttime, it's daytime, mm-hmm. it's evening, and it's also the middle of the night. So mm-hmm. I've seen all of them, but the fact of the matter is we have all those times going at the same time. Yeah. I mean, it's seven, it's, uh, no, seven, it's nine, nine, 9.19 here, central time, and Greg, for you, that's 10.19. In Israel, it's like 5 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I think we're going to I think it's just like what I talked about in the beginning. It's just going to be you have pockets of peace. You have war. You have day. You're going to have night. You're going to have all these different scenarios. That's why everybody's rapture story is going to be awesome. Yeah. You know, because it's going to be a different story for everybody. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, And I think it's really not that relevant. As, As long as we are out of here. As long as we are snatched out of here, that's, that's all right. Yeah. If I go east or west, north or south, I, as long as I'm out of here. Yeah, really. It's uh, yeah, things are really get heating up, and and what I didn't we didn't mention was the uh, the horrific uh, scenario in in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I do feel led on my heart to at least lift those people up that are going, you know, that are dealing with that situation over there. Yeah. Um, you know, listen, it's one of many, right, incidents uh, that have happened, um, these school shootings. Yep. Um, this was a Christian-based uh, school, by the way. Yep. Um, I don't know if, uh, I believe it was called Covenant in Nashville. 
And, uh, you know, listen, I think we could all, you know, most of us here can agree there is there is an agenda going on also about taking um, taking one's guns. Yeah, Um, I don't you know, I don't want to get into that so much because we we have to realize also that there are lives that are affected, Mm -hmm. um, deeply affected. Mm -hmm. And uh, we mourn. Right. The Lord tells us in his word, mourn with those who mourn. Absolutely. Um, rejoice with those who rejoice. And we're at a point of mourning here, especially um, when you hear believers, body of Christ is uh, is affected in this yeah. way. Just yeah. put yourself kind of in their shoes, yeah. uh, especially those who have lost their loved ones. I mean, we're talking about toddlers here and uh, it's really um, it's really sad. It's very sad that this is what we have to deal with. Um, and this is the stuff we do see in the news Imagine the things that we don't see, right? Just, you know, all the stuff with child trafficking and all that. I don't want to get too heavy into it, but the point is uh, we we definitely need to lift these people up in prayer before we close out tonight. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those things where we, Lord, we want you to come. Come, Lord Jesus, Maranatha. We want you to come. We want, We don't want to see any more of this. And you know what? The Lord doesn't want to see any more of this. There's a certain thing, there's a certain point in which this is going to stop. It's all going to stop. He's going to oh, wipe yeah. every tear oh. from our eyes. It's going to stop, folks. Okay. Um, we, you know, people are going to say, oh, well, why, why does he allow certain things to happen? Well, listen, you want to get to know, you start reading God's word and you will, you will definitely know the God of the Bible yep. and why he can't just force his love on you. It would be a rape of love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, things are not perfect right now. Mm-hmm. We're all sinners. We all fall short of the glory of God, folks. Mm-hmm. And um, listen, do we deserve, do any of us, can any of us really say we deserve heaven? Yeah. yeah. I, not me. I certainly don't. <laughs> he has, he has to, he has to allow us our free agency. He has to give us our free will. Uh, so that we make choices in life. And it's a little bit like parents leaving toddlers in a sandbox to to see how they're going to get along with each other, you know. We are like the toddlers in a huge sandbox called Earth, and we're trying to get along with each other. And some of us know how to get along. We have the Spirit of the Lord. We're reborn. Uh, We have the heart of the Lord. Others, not quite. They're on a different frequency. Their frequency is tapping into, connecting into, the demonic, the satanic. And so that's their choice. They've made their choice. That's their free will. If, if, if God was there over us in the sandbox, every time we did something wrong, whacking us on the head or spanking us, there'd be no free will. If God was there showing us every day the depths of hell, the, the, the gnashing of the teeth, the, 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 the torturous cries that are happening in hell, people would not have a free will. You, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to conduct yourself in a, you know, uh, unfettered manner, you know. You'd, you'd be almost forced into being good, forced into complying. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be incredible when the rapture resurrection comes because we know all the children are going to be taken, right? The Bible just says that they're going to be taken. If he just dug, if he just dig it out, Romans 7, 9, for it says, Paul says, for I was, referring to me as a child, for I was, keyword, alive 
without the law once. But when the commandment came, sin revived and I died. Okay, so there is the word is alive, describes a condition of a child. Okay, not understanding sin yet. So now if you go to First Thessalonians 4, 16, 17, it says, for he shall descend from heaven with a shout, the voice of an archangel, trumpet of God. Mm. The dead in Christ shall rise first, then we who are alive and remain. So you have the alive who are the children who have not come to the knowledge of sin yet. They're innocent. Mm. And those who are remaining with the indwelling Holy Spirit who haven't died yet. The fact mm. that he takes the time to, to say that, okay, that is a key verse. And I know when the Holy Spirit had him write that verse, okay? You know, he had to word that thing perfectly, the Holy Spirit, alive those, and remain. For those who are latecomers to the show, this is the box I found mm-hmm. in, in a dumpster. Okay, you see this? This is my, my treasure, and it shows the children in heaven. Um, and so the point is that the Lord messaged me. <laughs> he kind of nudged me when I found this box. And he basically said, soon, soon, hmm. soon it'll happen. Soon we will be up there as children. We will have the, the hearts of children and we'll be there with the children. And there's no greater joy for me. I mean, when I hear little kids out there playing and, you know, little voices and everything else, my heart just blossoms. <laughs> it's just, Wow. Uh, and I hope everybody else's does too. Uh, I, I know I'm not the only one, and I love everybody that's online here, uh, from wh- wherever you are. I know you have similar feelings. You probably have children. You love your children, and you love the Lord. And uh, I, I, I'm great grateful to be part of this little community. You know, I see comments in other videos. People are hoping for the rapture. They're pleading for the for the rapture and i i know maybe it's a little bit like lot you know or abraham who asked the angel you know if we only had 10 people would you still burn sodom and gomorrah and and he was haggling with the lord almost you know how about how about five people would you still burn (laughs) would you still burn sodom and And i think the lord maybe maybe i'm not sure okay don't quote me on this Maybe he's looking at how many people are praying earnestly for the rapture to happen. You know, like it's like a mm-hmm. give and take kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, you're probably right because that's th- this time frame that we are in. Okay, I think there's a certain amount of time he allowed this tribulation to start. You know, yeah. six months at the beginning, six months at the end. He's like, I, you want me to take you in six months, or you want me to take you in two? You know, I could take you at the maximum. I could take you six, but we're cutting the close, so man, because there's some legislation coming for you right now. Okay, and let's not forget the fact. That I want to make a quick mention how close we were to Armageddon in Israel. This, besides what's happening right there right now, is the fact that they almost banned the gospel, yep. and that was a perfect. That would have been a perfect time for the two witnesses to go in there and start preaching. Trust me. They are not going to go in there and start preaching until they pass that law. Because they're not going to walk in there and say, hey, I'm ready to shoot you guys on fire. Oh, it's okay. You can preach Jesus. It's okay. We won't like it too much, but go ahead. It's not against the law. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, so mm-hmm. it's obviously that law has to pass. 
no, I other agree two with witnesses that. to show up. I totally agree with you. Uh, it it, uh, it would have been terrible if that thing was passed, and it could still mm -hmm. be passed. Um, I'm looking for something here. They have, oh, here, if I can share this. I don't know if you can see this. Yes, go ahead. We see it. These are all the centers across the United States that are clinics, uh, comprehensive care programs for gender expensive children and adolescents. This is this is for children that wish to change their their sex, their sexual orientation. Can you believe it? <sighs> I'd like to be in Montana right now or North Dakota or South Dakota. <laughs> you know, you got no freaks over there, man. <laughs> man, I'm telling you, uh, times are getting really, really bad. I mean, Noah's days, Noah's days is nothing really compared to because Noah didn't have the internet. They didn't have, you know, show business, Hollywood, the whole nine yards. Uh, uh, but now, man, man, oh, man. It's, yeah. it's bad because what, what we have now is far worse. I mean, the United States far worse than Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, they, they had a, homo, a lot of homosexuality, okay? We're, we, we were dealing with all that in the 80s, <laughs> okay? You're talking about gender changing for children. You know, and interesting, too, I saw that uh, uh, Jonathan Kahn put out a video about how there's, like, a, a goddess that's coming. That's a, it's, like a, it's like a gender-changing goddess, mm -hmm. you know, that was, that was her thing back then. And mm -hmm. she's returning now, so they're yeah. trying to get the children ready for that worship. Yep. And of course, that one statue that popped up in New York City, mm -hmm. the one woman, it looks like a woman, mm -hmm. like an octopus woman. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of weird stuff coming. It doesn't make sense. Like, what are your, uh, you know, you know, they say pronouns and stuff like that. It's like, it's like, what does they have to do with anything? And then you, you start looking at these like principalities that are coming, sure. right? these goddesses and stuff like that. They're going to be manifesting when these. The fallen angels are kicked onto the earth. Now it's starting to starting to make sense now why they're trying to get people ready with all this weird stuff. Sure, sure. Mm -hmm. That way, you say, hey, you know who to follow. You can follow that guy. You can follow this guy. You can follow that guy. You can get submitted under here, under there, under there. Mm -hmm. But eventually, you're going to have to submit to one on top of all of them, which is the Antichrist. Absolutely. And if you do, if you just go online, do a Google search, okay, for stuff like speaking to the dead, uh, tarot cards. You know, magic spells, millions upon millions upon millions of sites that talk about stuff like that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Or the search engine of your choice, folks. Doesn't or have to be. Search engine. <laughs> okay. Just putting that out there. Um, but, you know, you, you get the drift. I mean, Satan is all out, full bore. He wants to destroy humanity, period, and a story. Mm hmm. Absolutely, and that's and he's going to get his full run without gonna... no restraints shortly right. after the hand of restraint is removed. That's Unfortunately, right. he has a short time, which means that's he's right. not going to succeed. <laughs> that's right. That's no, right. He knows this time is short. No, he knows this time is short. No, he wants. He it's a war of attrition. He wants to take down as many with him as he can mm -hmm. because he knows he's not going to win anyway. So you know.
He doesn't care. Do you think he really cares about people? No. No, he cares about himself. He cares about himself. That's it. I mean, you know, the thing thing is, too, is like, you know, the longer we stay here and endure this, the less of a chance he has to succeed. Now, we know he's not going to succeed, but the less time he has here to cause damage. So we're kind of like taking on some of the some of the brunt right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're, we're 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 in the arena now. We're in the tribulation arena. The fight hasn't started yet, but we're like in the ring, all right, holding this guy back. <laughs> Let me share a story with you, and all praise be to God. I'm nothing special. Uh, my faith has always been in the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the kind of protection people can have. And the Lord said, if you have faith like mine, you could do even greater miracles or have, you know, greater manifestations, right? So I was walking down the main street on Venice. I live in L.A. And main street is kind of a uh, rough area. You know, it's got like homeless people, whatnot. This one homeless guy, he sized me up. He was like at the end of the corner there, and he was sizing me up as I was walking towards him. And I thought, this is not good. <laughs> this is not going to end up good. So I didn't feel any fear. I just kept walking slowly, and I walked past him maybe three paces, and I could hear him coming at me to sideswipe me right from behind, right? And I look back, and he is flowing backwards and lands on his butt on the other side of the sidewalk. Mm. And he's looking at me like... <laughs> no explanation. He has no idea. Like he's seen a ghost or something. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> wow. wow. And he just kept going. <laughs> I... I I mean, who who could have done that? I, I didn't touch him. I, right. There's nobody else there would touch him. It was he didn't trip over anything. Right. <laughs> right. Like an angel manifested. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So. Open his I eyes. Think. Hey, I'm right here. <laughs> I think so. Another time, I was at an intersection, a T intersection, and I had the red light, so I couldn't go. I couldn't turn left. And when the light turned green, I tried to get my foot off the brake to the gas pedal and it was stuck to the gas pedal. I couldn't move it to the gas pedal, right? Just then coming in from the right side of the intersection, this car, 60 miles an hour, went through the red light. Wow. How did I that left turn? Boom. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Yeah. I have a similar story too. Yeah. In terms of. Yeah, I do. I mean, I was almost hit head on. Head-on collision. This woman was coming uh, the opposite direction, and uh, somehow I stopped in the median, thinking, "Okay, well, maybe I can avoid this woman uh, coming at me." I was literally stopped in the median. There was no way she looked like she was completely out cold when I could see what's you know in in her in the driver's seat, and somehow the car just you know somehow moved right out of the way, just missed me by a hair by hair. And I couldn't still to this day cannot explain it. I mean, she must have had a stroke, a heart attack, something, but I could not. And I still cannot to this day understand how she did that because she was out cold. 
and Praise the Lord. The, the, the yeah, steering wheel just moved mm-hmm. just in time and missed me. Praise I, the Lord. I, I, praise I, the Lord. Yeah. I mean, I have no explanation for that. And praise God for that. Yep. He saved my life numerous times. Yep. Um, I know we're coming to the end of the, the webcast, but I'm sure many of you out there have these stories too, where he's just come through even prior to becoming saved, coming into the kingdom, right? Coming in as a born again, spiritual believer, because he knows he has, he knows those who are his. He knows, he knows it. And and Satan's going to try everything he can in his power to get rid of you before. I have a feeling he knows too. He knows that who's, who's marked, who's going to be his, who's going to be doing something for him later on in the future. I, I just mm-hmm. have that feeling. I don't can't can't prove it scripturally, but I mean, kind of oh, yeah. sometimes evidence speaks for itself, even uh, well, testimonies. So thank you for your testimony, Brother Paul. Thank yeah. you for yours, and uh, I, I know I know we are all in kind of the same battle here. It's a spiritual battle that we're fighting daily, and it's getting more intense. And uh, our hope is only in the Lord, the Lord and His angels. Uh, that, that's all. I mean, that's all we have. We have the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what. And um, before we end, I do want to lift up the situation, of course, in Tennessee. Um, my niece is actually in the area. It's it's affected her deeply. Um, she's currently going to college there. And uh, it's affected a lot of people. It's affected the nation. And uh we're going to see more of after effects of this. Of course, these school shootings, it's its of the devil, okay? Plain and simple, right? These are demons that are working through these people who are doing that. People only see the outside yep. of these things. They don't see what's going on in the spiritual realm. We do, right? As the body of Christ, yeah. we, we understand. We get it. So, um, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for who you are, what you do, what you continue to do in our lives, Lord. We do praise you for it. We give you all the glory, thanks, praise, and honor. And uh, you alone are to be worshiped and glorified. You alone are the most high God. We thank you, Father, for the opportunity to do this uh, each week. It's by your by your work alone, Lord, that we do this, that we're able to do this, Lord, and have the time and the ability and have the technology running and doing what's it's supposed to do. Lord, we just we just thank you. We praise you. We thank you for these uh, these uh, listeners, to these viewers, Lord. Thank you for them. Um, we ask that you you cover them um, with your under your wing, Lord God, and and um, just give them the peace that surpasses all understanding. Have uh, each one of them, Lord God, walk in the way you want them to walk with you, Lord. And if one of them is falling back in another way, Lord God, bring them back. Bring them back unto you, Lord. Amen. Bring them back because uh, I've seen you do it. To, uh, to me. I've seen you do it to others. I know it can happen. And we lift up the situation that's going on right now in uh, Nashville. Lord God, we just ask that you comfort those those who are hurting, those who are mourning, Lord God, in a lot of pain and anguish right now based on the, uh, the horrific events that have happened um, in that uh, school shooting. Lord, uh, just give them comfort. Give them peace, that peace that surpasses all understanding. Help them uh, understand that you are still near that you love them, that you you will continue to guide them, direct them, care for them, Lord God, no matter what situation they're going through. Yeah. Father, I do ask that for each and every one of us as well. Whatever we're going through in our situation in life, Lord God, may it be something that you uh, 
you will show us uh, that we can be comforted and be content with what we have and in every situation. Father God, you are amazing and you are holy. And we just give you all the glory, Lord God, in every situation. So may you comfort those who are in mourning, Lord God. We mourn with them and we just pray that you comfort them and, and give them strength to get through this time. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. Um, we're going to we're gonna end this webcast, but um, we're going to keep looking. We're going to keep searching. Searching. <laughs> we're going to keep looking, keep watching, right? Um, we know the Lord, and uh, we know the time is, is coming um, very soon when he's going to return for his bride, for his church, body of Christ. Um, thank you, Lord. Uh, any anything else you you two want to bring up? Just praise the Lord. That's all. Thank you for having me here today. Thank you. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you, Paul. And uh, we look forward to having you back on, brother. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Amen.